0: are ready kids <laughs> is my an oh, oh, oh. hello and welcome to is is a podcast i am one of your hosts omar lopez and i'm joined with a foxy grandpa
1: josh Hemo. thank you i'll take that as a
0: compliment the foxiest of all the grandpas i know
1: 100% Guilf status over here <laughs> Ew,
0: <that's disgusting. laughs> uh, welcome to our podcast where we talk about SpongeBob and you know Relive the good old glory days. And we get to tell you about all the wonderful lessons that we learned rewatching it. it. Because we're old now. We're foxy grandpas.
1: Bunch of you know? gilfs.
0: <laughs> Please stop saying
1: that. <laughs> I'm going to do it as many times as possible.
0: It hurts my soul. <laughs> but anyway, this week we check out Season 3, Episode 6, The Snowball Effect, and One Crab's Trash. Act 1, The Snowball Effect. For this episode, an iceberg breaks off because climate change is real, and the world is dying, and it breaks off, and a little chunk of iceberg goes all the way down to Bikini Atoll, and it causes it to snow in Bikini Bottom, so it's a random, giant, climate change-caused <laughs> <climate> change <laughs> uh, fluctuation, and SpongeBob and Patrick decide to start a snowball fight, and Squidward kind of gets roped into it, slash takes over it, and participates. And because he does that, uh, shenanigans happen as always. So to start things off, I want to bring up how Patrick basically did not know how to create a snowball, but managed to take up a, a DNA snowball, a DNA strand. He went all like, uh, Watson and Crick on it
1: yeah he did I mean it was like a DNA strand he made like a pyramid and a bunch of cubes I thought it was really impressive like again like sometimes Patrick has these like weird genius moments or like weird like I don't know kind of like Rain Man situation
0: (laughs) he doesn't know what's going on exactly making it happen exactly I also I want to specify that Watson and Crick stole their stuff from Rosalind Franklin just in case anyone was like, wow, Omar, way to leave Rosalind Franklin out of this. I didn't want to be <laughs> uh, contributing to that. You just got to remember that I have an Arizona um, education. So we only learned about Watson and Crick, and we didn't know the secrets. But anyways, back to Snow.
1: <laughs> Shout out to that AZ education system.
0: Uh, speaking of AZ, segue. Check it out, Josh.
1: Damn, I'm i I have
0: never really had a snowball fight. <laughs>
1: I think maybe I've had, like, two before in my entire life. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to think what the equivalent of what... Because I was like, all right, what's your ideal uh snowball strategy? But I was like, we never really had snowball fights in Arizona. So I think our equivalent would have been, like, a water balloon situation, right?
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah. the Here's the worst part, though. So, like, I would argue snowballs are better or uh, like better to get hit by than a water balloon because like i feel like if you do a snowball fight correctly and you're not being like a hole and you're packing the snow into like a little hard ice rock then you're fine but whereas, like when you fill up a water balloon there are many many times when a water balloon just slaps you in the chest yeah and it does not explode yeah. it just slaps you in the chest
1: or in the face yeah yeah
0: it's like getting hit like get tea bagged by a <laughs> water balloon.
1: it's also it's- like hella messy, like I hate watching water balloon fights, and there's just a bunch of like broken balloons everywhere that maybe someone will pick up <laughs> yeah. or else it's just litter across a park somewhere,
0: yeah, it's just contributing to the climate change there you go, we' really hitting- we're really hitting <laughs> that climate change nail right on the head, but like I like the idea of like a snowball fight like where you make a fort. And, like, water balloons don't do that. And, like, I just think we missed out. Because, like, the only time I even got close in Arizona is, like, when it snowed, like, a whole quarter of an inch and it, like, stayed on the cars. And you, like, do a little bit. And you don't have enough snow to really pack it in or anything. And then you throw that at someone. And it just, like, it's not as satisfying.
1: No, I think I went up to, like, Mount Lemon a couple times with my family and mm. tried to do snowball fights. But the problem is, like, if you've grown up in the desert and go play in the snow... You have zero idea how to prepare for that situation. Oh yeah. So I was like not having fun. My feet were frozen because I was wearing like Converse <laughs> and like my hands were cold. I was like, this is it. This sucks. Like f- frozen water. Like why would I want to play in this? Sh-?
0: Uh, and that's basically what Scrooge was doing. Yeah. Which I did like, but I think maybe here in New York maybe we should try it once. I did try sledding once on a cookie sheet. Did not go well. <laughs> you need You need a bigger cookie sheet for that. did you um, dent
1: it did you break your cookie sheet
0: no it was not my it was not my cookie sheet it was my friend sarah's cookie sheet shout out to sarah uh she brought a cookie sheet but i think like i really want like the classic trash can lid oh yeah like the metal trash can lid like that's what i want to like use or even like a toboggan a real rosebud situation you know yeah but um I don't know. I feel like a lot of times, especially here in New York, I've been like Squidward where I'm like, I'm going to stay inside, especially if I don't work since got on that freelance life, unemployed half the time. I'm not
1: going to about to go outside and get cold and wet.
0: Mm-hmm. When it's I what... could stay inside and not shower for another day.
1: Exactly. 100%. Because
0: <laughs> you go outside in the snow, you have to come back and shower.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. it's like that in New York. You have to come back and shower no matter
0: what. Yeah. Like, just stepping outside, you get a little layer of New York. Uh, Nasty. I was gonna say nasty. I was gonna say like a New York um, glisten. Mm, glisten. That's a good way to put it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, shout out to Patrick. What does that mouth do? Oh, he just... took he took all those snowballs straight down the throat. And he's yeah, he swallowed like a champ. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is that whole little situation where he's like talking and talking and like all trying to talk and like. The whole time, the snow is just melting in his throat.
1: Yeah, and then he explains the entire situation. And he's like, comes back, he's like, oh no, (laughs) now I have to pee.
0: (laughs) And then he just pees. Yeah. Well, it's assumed that he just pees.
1: He just stops. He's like, I'm good to go.
0: (laughs) Do you think if you were choking on a snowball, it could melt in time?
1: Can you choke on snow? I don't know if you can choke on snow. You can
0: choke on water.
1: I guess so. I guess that's true. Like, Just do you think you if drown. I
0: like accidentally swallowed an ice cube or went to like a snow cone place and took a huge bite and like
1: was choking,
0: would I choke? Would I choke and pass out before it melts? So
1: we'll have question. to. We'll test it out.
0: <laughs> Are people at home? Let us know.
1: Yeah. Start choking on the ice cube and time it for us and see what happens first. You're yeah, dead. Make
0: sure there's a, a person with CPR certified next to you. Yeah. Or you're near a hospital,
1: or like some hot tea to melt that ice cube. <laughs> you
0: had to pre- prepare yourself, <laughs> but then it's like too hot, so you got to wait for it to cool off. And... No,
1: you just burn your throat. There's no winning in this situation. You either choke and die on an ice cube, or you burn your throat. So, all right,
0: all right so let's get into the nitty gritty of this of this act. It's a very very simple act. It's just literally Squidward uh, wants to see SpongeBob and Patrick fight in a snowball fight and hurt themselves, but you then would knock they... their brains out. Yeah, they create a truce, um, which, is which tear I, out. I, I don't know how that treaty would work, but uh, it then Squidward ends up like somehow participating in this snowball fight.
1: And I think this lends to kind of what I was talking about uh, a couple episodes ago, where I think Squidward, again, is just like he wants to live like this childhood life that he didn't have because he got mm-hmm. so into this. He had so much fun, like building the fort and getting into the snowball fight, if he would have just, like, at the very beginning, was like, you know what? I'm going to join in. I'm not going to be this, like, pretentious...
0: Yeah.
1: D- ...that he normally acts like, you know.
0: And he, like, took it way too far. Oh, he did. Which right. is usually a SpongeBob move.
1: Right. It's funny because even SpongeBob and Patrick, like, I think he's gotten too into this. We need to get out of here.
0: Yeah. I think that's messed up. I, like, I put in my small lessons that if you're not having fun playing with someone... You got to tell them or you got to be like, at least be like, I'm going to leave.
1: Yeah. Like, don't, don't, just don't ditch them.
0: Yeah. He was like all by himself. He could have been like inside getting lemon in his eye, <laughs> which is another small lesson I put is uh be careful with lemons because it has happened to me. Killing it. Yeah. But um, you close your like, eyes when you squeeze a lemon. <laughs> yeah. I, like it, it sucks because like half my lemons end up not in whatever I'm trying to put them in because I'm afraid. Like I don't have my eyes open. That's why you get those. You get those juicers. Yeah, it's, I got a proper juicer now, not some janky stuff my parents sent me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I really like uh the phrase forts win wars because it's very much like I haven't played like Age of Empires in a long time. Um, I should. I need to find like a a Mac version or whatever. Yeah. But I really like even, like, those stupid little ads for that, like, Final Fantasy game where you, like, literally, like, put those little, have you ever played like that in an app? Yeah, yeah,
1: it's like a tower defense thing. I know what you're talking about. It's the Final Fantasy 15 ad. I know what you're talking, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah. like, every now and then, like, when that comes up, I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna play. Where it's literally, like, you just building stuff. And what sucks is the actual game's not like that.
1: No. Okay, this is, like, a whole side tangent. Yeah. I'm sick of (laughs) f***ing game ads that aren't actually the game because I get yeah. like the ads I'm like oh these are kind of fun I could I can mess around with this and I download the game I was like what is this this is nothing like I wanted to play yeah.
0: like literally if my game was just like that where it's just like you're going to be constantly attacked by levels and levels of worse and worse enemies You all you got to do is just keep building stuff I would be fine with it
1: you could get that uh, monkey balloon defense game that's where it's oh. at
0: oh really is it like that
1: yeah yep it's a tower defense with monkeys and stuff shout okay. out
0: <laughs> i'm gonna look that what's it called
1: it's balloon defense but it's b-l-o-n i think is how it's spelled
0: okay i'm gonna just I type it half half in my app store defense all right cool but um because it's just i was saying that the reason i like that uh phrase fort when forts win wars because that's how i play a lot of strategy games where it's like i am less like Likely to be like, I'm gonna go attack this other person. I'm more like, okay, I have a trap set for anyone who wants to show up. Maybe I need to get back into StarCraft. Do you play something? StarCraft? I I a long time ago wow. I played StarCraft okay. like, but I was dumb and a child, so I didn't really know how to actually deal with it.
1: It always seemed too hardcore for me. I was like, I don't know. There's too many like people here that like know what the <laughs> fuck they're doing.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, there's a story mode, isn't there, I feel?
1: Maybe. I don't know. It's been forever. I'm ancient now, so.
0: I think it's free now. I could be wrong. They might have done, like, what The Sims did, where they did, like, a free version of it.
1: Uh Oh. I used to play, like, uh, Lord of the Rings had something similar, where it's, like, Battle for Middle-earth or something like that, where you, like, Mm -hmm. built up a fort based on, or or, like, a base based on your like, alignment, so you could be, like, the orcs or the humans or the elves or whatever, mm. and then you go and attack them from there,
0: which is That's pretty cool. I Those games are fun. I think they get, like, Age of Empires or something. I, did, I think they're probably time- selling Some- for the Switch or something.
1: Yeah, it's like a real-time strategy game, I think <laughs> is what it is.
0: But, I mean, honestly, this act is very, very light on just events that happen. Like, yeah, there's not really any quotable things in, like, the first half, except for, like, Squidward Return Fire, where he, like, puts out a fire and then suddenly that like ruins the treaty yeah um there wasn't a ton
1: uh yeah i mean there's like little things like patrick making a snow angel which just turns into a circle which is kind of funny um and like i had a question for you though i mean so when the first starts snowing and everyone's like celebrating plankton goes outside and he's like all excited about ruling the frozen water basically but he gets buried in the snow do you think plankton died in that snow he froze I
0: mean I don't know what is like a plankton's ability to withstand like that's another good question like in the Arctic in the Antarctic yeah in the ocean is there still plankton up there
1: I don't know there I mean there's whales up there right and they gotta eat something I don't know that's a good question again Mm whoever whatever marine biologist that we ask these questions to can you please yeah we let really
0: know. we really need to like collect all the questions that we have and instead of googling them just find a marine biologist yeah and get them on this podcast and it'll just be a bonus episode where we're just like <laughs> we have a list of questions that only a marine biologist would know
1: i think that'd be great be <laughs> a real long episode with all the questions we've had.
0: Josh and I need to go out to some bars and clubs and see if we can meet someone who does marine <laughs> biology, which I really doubt we're going to meet anyone here in New York. Cause I'm sure there's not a lot of marine biologists here.
1: No, maybe in California. Check that out.
0: <laughs> okay. So, uh, Squidward's snow Fort. Do you think he had a good design?
1: So what I was a little confused about, and I don't know if it works out when he's like, what about an aerial assault? And he, doesn't build like a roof he just Mm -hmm. builds it taller right so i guess i don't know what the inner workings of that fort was but do you think that by building it taller it would have protected him because i think he had a pretty good fort otherwise but for that aerial assault i don't think he i mean it didn't work because the tree was leaking snow on him and he's like it's still getting attacked so
0: do you think maybe he thought that he was the tallest thing there Oh, like, like he can't, like he can't do an aerial assault oh. because like he's too tall. I didn't for think it.
1: about it that way. That's a smart, one. yeah, yeah. I'd like to. That's that's a pretty good way to explain it.
0: But like even then, like for a snowball fight, like you couldn't even do like a bunker style because you'd have to have like like throwing room. Yeah, it's not like a, it's not like World War II where you like poke out a little machine gun and like <laughs> like lay it on people. You know, you gotta like actually have some throwing room. Though,
1: you know, what I was really impressed by, by this episode, um, especially like Squidward and SpongeBob are pretty efficient about the snowball fights. Like Squidward has like all those tentacles that he mm-hmm. was able to throw snowballs and SpongeBob, who for some reason has a funnel in his hat the entire time, was <laughs> able to like become basically a machine gun, which is crazy to me. It was like how like these hidden talents that they have for snowball fights
0: yeah, I mean, like you use your resources, you play to your strengths, Josh. And like Patrick's strength was just taking balls to the face. Time for the bubble break. Bubble, bubble break. Woo, woo, bubble. All right. So, since Act One was pretty light, we're going to take some stuff from Act Two. Let's and I do wanted it. to talk to you about since we come from one of the coolest places to go thrift store shopping and yard sailing and stuff like that, because we have Bookmans in Arizona. The Shout out to Bookman's. Producer. Shout out to Bookman's. Yes. RIP the Bookman's on... Speedway. Speedway and Campbell. Right? Oh, it's Grant
1: Grant Campbell. Grant, Grant Campbell. and Campbell. Yeah.
0: yeah. RIP to that Bookman's. It's gone.
1: They did replace it with a much bigger one on Speedway and something else, Country Club or something <laughs> like that.
0: Yeah, I haven't been to that one yet, but, you know, gone but not forgotten. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, yard sales. We just wanted to talk about, like, I think it's really crazy, like how how hardcore people can be for yard sales. Like, I remember my parents did one, even in Sierra Vista, and people show up at like four in the morning, even though the yard sale is until like six.
1: Well, what's always amazed me is like how many people do show up, and like the kind of stuff that they buy. They just like buy a bunch of crap, because that's what yard sales are, right? It's just a bunch of someone else's crap that they're just trying to get rid of.
0: Yeah. And it's different, like when you're in college, because like when in college, usually like when you're trying to get rid of stuff, other college students need your furniture, furniture yeah, like your microwave. But I don't really understand like a lot of reasons why you'd go to a yard sale as as an adult. At least a lot, not a lot of things that you would need. Like, I guess maybe like records or cameras. I think people just like to video buy games. stuff.
1: Like they just like to have things, like stupid little knickknacks and crap. Like I, I, I guess. I've never, I'm not that person. Like, I get that very, like, I'm good with very little. But mm. I definitely know, like, my mom was like that for a bit. And I've, like, I had friends and stuff. But they just, like, collect a bunch of weird stuff. And I'm like, why? Why do you need these things?
0: I have done some impulsive stuff at Bookman's. I did buy myself, like, a film projector. but That's, that's kind of cool, though. With it, yeah, like, you know. that's
1: cool, though. You're not buying, like, a bunch of, like, little tchotchkes i guess
0: but it's like still like i mean at the time i'm like okay i'm a college student in film so like it makes sense to have like one of these things but it also it was like i'm not gonna use it it's like literally decoration i guess you know, so you're buying like decoration that becomes like
1: a conversation piece and that's like kind of cool so the difference when i see i guess that's what people do at yard sales they're trying to find things that they could maybe have like a treasure or like a conversation piece or something that's gonna be worth more later on you know mm-hmm. i guess that's what people go to antique stores for and bookmans can be good for that they have like a lot of like instruments and like cool little uh electronics and stuff but i don't know i feel like most of the time i see people walk away from yard sales it's switch a bunch of like just junk
0: yeah for bookmans what i've always really liked is uh like the instrument section yeah because they would have like small like weirder instruments that like I could see myself like as a drummer, like oh, I'm gonna buy this, and I think I need it, and then it turns out I don't.
1: You know, that's probably why it's there.
0: <laughs> that's, that's, and like I imagine, like that's how a lot of those instruments came. Like I remember every single time I went to Bookmans, I wanted to buy a melodica, uh huh, which is like a key, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for people who don't know, it's like literally a keyboard, but you blow into it, but like kind of like a harmonic, yeah. <laughs> but you like play it with like two. And if you like, you can actually hear it in a lot of like random songs, but I don't know every single time I've never been to a yard sale. been like, Ooh, I really want something. Although it was really funny when I was looking for film for my projector, we did come across like a box full of like, uh, super eight <laughs> pornography. Nice. That, that this person <laughs> was selling at the fair to swap me. <laughs>
1: That's pretty cool though. Oh, gr- shout out to the swap meet!
0: But <laughs> I think it's crazy though. is like my grandpa gets all of his drumming stuff. Like my first drum set, it was from my grandpa, uh, going to a yard, uh, like basically going to the swap meet. Mm-hmm. And then not only on top of that, um, when I upgraded my kit, so like I had a little five piece kit, and then I upgraded it because you know when you play metal, like having like a big <laughs> kit for no reason is basically like what a lot of rock and roll metal drummers do especially like 80s hair metal too and like i went from a kit that was like five pieces to like a seven piece kit one two three four four tom bass drum yeah like yeah seven piece kit which is way too big for me because i wasn't good enough for (laughs) pieces but like again my grandpa got that at a a yard sale yeah it's pretty bomb yeah
1: and i guess i guess you're right i really thought about that like Tucson and Arizona was like a weird Mecca for that. Because I forgot about the swap meet. I used to go to swap meet like every week as a kid with my grandma and grandpa.
0: Yeah, and then like i was trying to get used to it because like in New York sometimes they do like block sales. Yeah. But like, I don't know, like there's something about just randomly walking up to a yard sale, seeing items and being like,
1: hmm,
0: cool. And then just walking away. Yeah. You know, compared to like I guess Facebook marketplace now is like the equivalent.
1: Yeah. Or like Craigslist, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And I guess it's, I was a bigger like hobbyist or like collector. Maybe it'd be more worth hitting up like antique stores or yard sales and stuff.
0: Yeah. Like there's a show like, uh, I think it's history channel, which I don't know how this is history channel, but history channel is straight so far from its original. Yeah. Thing. It's not history anymore. Uh, American pickers or something like that. Hmm. And they literally, that's their whole job is like they go to like random little trinket stores and like find like, oh, this is a bike that if you restore it, we can buy it for $50 and then sell it for $200 because it's like a special edition, like white wall tires or like
1: i feel like that's like everyone's dream when they go to a yard sale though they're like oh i could pick this up like cool thing and then i'll go pawn it off at a pawn shop and get a lot more money for it right but
0: i feel like you have to have like all these things in place for that like i have to have like a shop where i can restore like old bikes and also you have to have a knowledge and i think that's why these guys are especially good at it is because they know like all this like retro stuff like if you gave me like a bunch of, like, baseball cards, and you're like, pick three of them that are worth a lot, I'd be like, I don't know.
1: This one kind of looks holographic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, like, even with Pokemon cards, like, if you're like, okay, here are four Charizard cards, they're all holographic, they're all made within the same, like, three years, which one's the most expensive one? I wouldn't be able to tell you which one's, like, good. I could be like, this one looks like it's in the best condition. I think
1: maybe there was a point in time when I knew, like... Yu-Gi-Oh! cards, like the certain codes and stuff on them. I used to yes. know, like, all oh, right, this card was worth actual money, but that that knowledge has long died in my head.
0: <laughs> but like even then it's very like it's to a niche. Keep up with that, yeah. And then it's so niche, and then like you it's like when people are like, Oh, beanie babies are gonna be big and like there's only like a couple beanie babies that are worth a lot. Same thing like with Pokemon cards, like I find that's kind of crazy is the Pokemon cards that are worth more are the misprints. Yeah, like it's like a birthday Pikachu, but the hat is supposed to be red and it's purple because it's a collector's
1: item. Then, for the people who are collecting them, they're the ones that are gonna pay a crap ton of money for this special thing, right?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I could ever spend money Uh, on it. I pinch pinch pennies too
1: much to (laughs) drop money on all this collector stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I do regret not buying that super eight porn set, though, (laughs) (laughs)
1: it'll haunt you for the rest of your days. Act 2. One Crabs Trash. So being the uh, financial genius that Mr. Krabs is, he decides to have a kind of antique sale. So he basically tips over a trash can and sprays some air freshener on it and sells everything in there. And one of the items that he ends up selling to SpongeBob is this novelty drink hat, which he later finds out is worth a lot of money. I mean a lot of money. People were like storming him to try to get, buy it from him. So so he tries to get back from Spongebob, but Spongebob has returned it to the original owner who was number one, uh, Schmitty Werben Jaegerman Jensen, who is buried in a graveyard. So we end up seeing Mr. Krabs have this entire battle scene with a bunch of skeletons, only find out that the hat had been mass-produced and was all a bunch of dumpsters, so he doesn't get that money in the end. Um, so another classic episode we get like the whole, he was number one yeah. from this one, which is great. Love that. Yeah. Um, but to start off, I have a question for you, Omar. Go for it. Uh, do you think that like one of the biggest lessons that we can take away from Mr. Krabs is his ability to sell stuff? Like he was able to sell an umbrella full of holes to someone. He is
0: an amazing businessman. He is. He He's is. a capitalist pig, but he is really good at being a capitalist pig. Right? It was
1: even he was able to sell Patrick's plunger back to him as a soup ladle.
0: <laughs> okay, here's a question: Why would you throw away a plunger?
1: I was wondering that. What did he? What happened to that plunger? Unless it's like mad nasty, like, right?
0: does it Like, I don't know. I've had plungers for a long time, and like they don't get very gross. Like you definitely don't want to touch them. I mean,
1: unless you clog your toilet often.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I do. I am a firm believer, and I say this a lot, that every single bathroom, especially if you're having guests over, should have a plunger in it.
1: I never understand bathrooms that don't. I don't understand public bathrooms that don't. I hate going to a public bathroom and they don't have a plunger because that's going to be the one time I'm going to clog a toilet. It's yeah. not when I'm home, but it's going to be a public bathroom. I was like, well, I guess I'm leaving this here. So,
0: are you talking about like a Walmart public bathroom? No, or like, like even a, like,
1: like like a restaurant. Like I've been to restaurants here in town and in New York that are like. I go to the restroom and there's not a plunger by the toilet. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it'd be a good idea to have one here. Just oh yeah, definitely. Case.
0: Like those single person bathrooms. Yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Not like, not like a big, like a Walmart situation. No, yeah,
0: yeah. Because yeah, usually those have like, of superior flushing power. Those, you know yeah, and those
1: and those have employees that are coming around like every 15 minutes cleaning those bathrooms or so, half hour, okay. whatever it is.
0: Yeah. I wish it's, I bet you Bucky's is every fifteen minutes.
1: Oh, Bucky's those pristine bathrooms. Shout out to Bucky's.
0: Shout out to Bucky's. I still need to go and take a poop there. <laughs> next time you're driving through Texas, <laughs> yeah. Next time we're in Texas, but yeah, he sells it as a soup ladle.
1: Yeah. No, I was just like really impressed about how Mr. Krabs is able to get away with all this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he even like tries to convince SpongeBob that he's beautiful. <laughs> you know and that was like a great thing too. I, there's a, there's a lot of like good moments that Mr. Krabs had while trying to get this away or get yeah. sell stuff.
0: I mean he uses the air freshener and then he sells the air freshener. Yeah. He uses. Yeah. Um but I it makes me wonder whose trash was that originally. I think it I must have wanted I was wondering
1: if it was like a neighborhood trash dump situation like what here Mm. in new york is the first time i've kind of or like an apartment building i guess in other places but people just like throw their trash in a central area yeah right yeah because it makes sense if patrick's plunger was in there that other people's trash would also be in like a central dump area
0: i guess like my question is who's the original owner of the soda drink hat
1: yeah i guess i don't know
0: like who in the who in Bikini Bottom would? Do own you think
1: that? that since they were all dumped in like a dumpster, that maybe this one just like was dumped astray? Yeah, somehow. this guy.
0: The guy was like, "Oh man, we forgot to throw this one out." Oh, yeah. well, we'll throw it out on the way out and just toss it. Yeah, that seems very likely. I like that idea. That's a good theory. Yeah, I like. That. Um, I want to take this moment to say <laughs> that male fish that like sponge. Uh, he's like, "Oh, am I a pretty girl?" And Mister Krabs is like, "Yeah, you're beautiful." And then like. The male fish, like, looks, like, all disgusted. Yeah. And I was like, F- you, you, you <laughs> piece of sh-. So, uh, that male man. Men can be pretty, too, okay?
1: Well, and I kind of like that. I got that whole lesson is, like, when he's like, this hat makes you look a girl. He's like, well, am I my pretty girl? I was like, sometimes it's good to be able to, like, turn around possible insults into compliments. Like, I think SpongeBob's pretty good at that. He might have been, like, doing it as a joke. That's, like, yeah. something good to do in a daily life. If someone's going to be mean to you and insult you, just, like, turn it around.
0: I, I don't even think, like, as a joke. I think he was, like, hey, if you're going to call me a girl, am I at least a good-looking one? Yeah. You know? Which, like, I think is just genuine curiosity. Room.
1: But then <laughs> Mr. Krabs walking out. He's like, no, and you're not beautiful either. <laughs> he just
0: starts crying. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty It's pretty jacked up. Yeah. Since we can't believe everyone's compliments.
1: No. Uh so what was your favorite hat in this episode? So we have the AC hat, the juicer Mm. hat, the clapping hat,
0: Foxy Grandpa, and the soda drink hat. I guess I look at utility, like I would see I would see more people purchasing a Foxy Grandpa hat. Like I know a lot of like friends are like, I have a hat, it says Foxy Grandpa just because it's it's like a novelty item. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's but it's like ironic i guess i don't know it's like, like the people like, have like have... dad hats that say dad on them or something like that yeah yeah um but personally i've always wanted a soda drink hat really just to try it out <laughs> okay just to try it out like and i like the idea of like being able to drink something without having to hold it you just want to be lazy is all like, it is yeah i want to see yeah. what it's like what's it like to chug a beer through all those straws mm. or even just like some sodas or like, oh, Josh, what? Uh, okay, hear me out. What if you put Glamato and michelada mix in one, and then a beer in the other? And you, you sold. Make, like, I'm own, sold. I'm your sold. Your own cocktail, <laughs> you know.
1: And you could do that with anything. Like you could put like soda in one whiskey in the other.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think you'd have to see. That's the problem with cocktails. You got to like get a little mix going. You're
1: good. Well, I mean, you're doing it to get drunk. So, at
0: that uh, point... <laughs> yeah, but, like, a 50-50 mix of whiskey to Coke isn't gonna taste good. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it it get you kind of up. I do like the yeah. the michelada idea, though.
1: Yeah, because, like, I feel that. like
0: you can do that, yeah. I feel like you can do that with a michelada. It's not as... No, because you're not... The ratios you, aren't as stringent.
1: You can do 50-50. I mean, you're basically getting half beer, half uh, any anyways, so...
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. And now I really want a michelada. Yeah, I know, right? Damn. <laughs> I'm going to walk to the bodega right now at two in the morning.
1: Yeah. So I have a question for you. Another question. Mm-hmm. Um, when Mr. Krabs is like remembering everything that SpongeBob was like saying in order to like figure out where the he had buried the drink hat. One of the mm-hmm. things he mentioned, he remembers uh, is SpongeBob saying, oh, you won't believe what I heard uh, found in my sock this. Week. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what do you think was in SpongeBob's sock
0: money? You think so? Yeah, because, I mean, like, okay, so here's my reasons why. What would you be excited for if you found it in your sock? Definitely money. Two, uh, what would Mr. Krabs be interested in hearing that he remembers that moment? You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Well, I feel like SpongeBob is never interested in money, and I guess that's why, like, I'm a little hesitant to say it was money, and mm-hmm. I feel like SpongeBob it just thinks that everyone's his friend, so he just has these, like, random conversations with people. Yeah. So I, I I don't know. I feel like it's something more crazy, right? I don't know, like a nematode or like a sea urchin or like a lint. Uh, lint. Yeah.
0: That's <laughs> that's what, that's what uh, lint from uh, my socks.
1: Patrick's belly button somehow ended up in his sock.
0: <laughs> I think he'd be okay with that. Um, I think I still can't believe that Mr. Krabs is so intense about getting this hat that he dug up a grave. Right. He's like, and no he, shame. He even, he even thought about it. He and questioned he like, himself, mm. yeah. And then he's like, yep, I'm going to do it.
1: Uh, speaking of graves, uh, what do you think of Squidward's grave uh, for his hopes and dreams? Do you okay, think it's so, dramatic, or do you think it's justified?
0: Do you think that it's a symbolic thing or do you think he actually has something buried there?
1: Ooh, ooh, I didn't think about that. You know? I'd like to think that something's buried. That's that would be a fun like,
0: like whatever lore his like situation. actual his actual hopes and dreams amounted to. So this
1: is gonna get dark. I'm gonna go dark real quick, just oh, because yeah, like I've it. been talking about this whole like, pa- or, uh, Squidward having uh, childhood like trauma or whatever he's yeah. had. I wonder if it's like a parent situation, right? His I mean, childhood. we've never
0: seen his father. No,
1: so No, no, we haven't. You know, maybe it's, like, his somehow it's, like, linked to his childhood or something like that, you know? I feel like it's got to be something deep because he goes, we saw him go at the end of the episode, he was going to go drop off more flowers, so it's, like, every day he's dropping Mm -hmm. off something,
0: right? Yeah. Better is just being dramatic.
1: Yeah. He's just being
0: a baby, like Mr. Krabs said. I don't know if I would ever make a plaque for that. For your hopes and dreams? Yeah. I don't know, like, if I'd be, like, oh, like, like, when I was younger, I wanted to be a f- magician. <laughs> I'm not going to, like, make a plaque that says, oh, here lies Omar's magician dreams. I, I guess it
1: depends on, like, what lofty goal you had, right? hmm I don't know. If I ever I end up working for Disney and I hate it, maybe I'll make a plaque. It'll here just be... It'll just Here's my hopes and dreams. It's just a bunch of beer bottles.
0: <laughs> of all the cool things that you thought you were going to do and then yeah, you didn't. Yeah, and I hated it. Man. I hope that's not the case. <laughs> um, I think um Schmitty Werbin, what is it? Schmidt Jaeger. Schmitty, Jaeger uh, it's Schmitty Werbin Jaeger, Jaeger Man. Man Jensen. Yeah. Which uh one of the sp- the wiki facts was they actually forgot the Jaeger part of the of the name on the actual gravestone. Yeah. So which maybe,
1: maybe is why was. it's not on the wiki too. It's missing the Jaeger bit. Hmm. But what do you think he was number one for?
0: Mm. because
1: that was on his grave right like was he just number one in general
0: i don't know like he seemed like a really chill dude yeah the way he was like talking so i was like maybe he was just like everyone liked him yeah hopefully he's like number one popularity
1: oh i'd like that i'd like that idea maybe it's just like number one like good guy
0: (laughs) yeah He's like, oh, he's Bikini Bottom's number one good guy. But also, I I wonder about the concept of the graveyard in general. Like, don't fish float when they die? Right. I guess so,
1: yeah. But if they're buried, then they can't really float anywhere, right?
0: Yeah, but like... You
1: gotta get them in a box beforehand.
0: Yeah. Uh, I guess like in the ocean, you don't really see fish float all the way to the top. Or else like the top of the ocean would just be dead fish. Yeah.
1: I guess mm. so. I mean, they're both. Bu- I mean, another,
0: I guess... another, uh, what's Marine it? Marine biologist question. Marine <laughs> biologist question. Like, t- is there animals? Can they get, like, think about it? Like, would a seagull be able to pick off a dead fish just chilling at the top of the ocean?
1: I mean, I guess I've only really seen dead fish in lakes and stuff, but that's because there is no ocean in Arizona. So, yeah. but you lived in Hawaii mm. for a bit.
0: But yeah, usually you see dead fish, but like just like on the blow beach, them around or on the beach. Yeah, you don't see them at like the top of the ocean, you know. Yeah,
1: maybe not, huh? The surface. Probably something eats them. That's probably why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't it, last it does, long. It
0: doesn't get to the top. Yeah.
1: Um, but be, like dead things, that fight <laughs> with all the skeletons, very solid. It was solid. That was like some Pirates of Caribbean. Uh. Um, fight work there with Mr. Krabs.
0: Yeah, he's like jumping around. And he has and some right,
1: really good one-liners and stuff in there too. I was impressed. Mm-hmm. For an old man, Mr. Krabs got some moves.
0: Oh yeah, I mean when it comes to money. <laughs> he'll, yeah, do <laughs> he'll do anything. He'll uh, do anything. One thing that I forgot to mention about Patrick when he buys his plunger back is one like old yard sale technique is never let anyone know how much money you have to spend on anything. No. Like I can't tell you how many times like I'm with we're walking through like Chinatown or something, and like a person's like, "Oh, I like this," and I'm like, "Well, you got to tell them that you have this amount of money." You say, uh, "Like, how much is it?" And they're like, 30 dollars." And they're like, "Well, I have a twenty. Do you want it or no?" Because then now they have to make it, the decision: like, is it worth it to lose this customer or not? You know, or am
1: I actually gonna sell this item later for the full price? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was yeah. the lesson. Mm-hmm. That's like learning to haggle and negotiate. Mm-hmm. and like negotiate it's a big thing too as a freelancer like i sometimes I have a hard time hard time negotiating like rates and yeah. stuff like that
0: for me it all comes down to how much work is it like if i feel like it's equal to the amount of work that i should be doing and but like also film you get paid a lot more yeah. Theater yeah usually so it's like i'm usually like well this is nice but i do know people who get paid more to do the same thing that i do and i'm like Maybe I should negotiate for that. But I'm always encouraging at least Fatima to negotiate higher on things. Because the worst
1: that someone says is no, right? At the end of the day.
0: Yeah. Like most of the time, and like that's uh, something I read is most of the time if you made it as far as you have like in a job search process, like if you're doing full time or anything, you now have created value for yourself because now it's like, okay, they chose me. They might have like a second or third choice, but they know, I know they want me more. So I got to be like, I can ask for more. Yeah.
1: And I think, be- I think what I, I know I'm guilty of it. Like I forget that the people who are hiring me are also humans too. And mm-hmm. I think people understand when you ask for more money, like you got to live, especially here in New York, like asking for more money. Like, I don't think that's crazy. Like yeah.
0: <laughs> expensive here. <laughs> Super expensive. Yeah. Plus, you need fun money, too. You don't just need money to cover your expenses. You need a little extra on top How of am I going
1: to buy booze to fill my uh, soda drink hat with?
0: Yeah. How are you going to buy a soda drink hat? Exactly. You can't just find one in the garbage every single day. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. Look in some garbage and find an old soda drink hat. You ready for our newly coined Wumbo lesson?
0: Oh, yeah. I'm always ready for a Wumbo lesson.
1: And these uh these episodes were a little harder, especially with the first part. You know, it being a more about just like a snowball fight. I had a little harder time this week specifically trying to figure it out. Um, oh yeah. So I'm interested to hear what you got.
0: I definitely got the same thing where it was just like it's so difficult. But what I settled on was stick to your decisions. Okay. Because in the first acts, we were could have stayed out of all the kerfuffle with the snowball fight and just stuck with the decision to not go outside and play with them or do anything. Yeah. And then same thing with Mr. Krabs. He's like, he could have just been like, Oh, sold that hat for the wrong price. Or, or even just been like, it's my hat, but it's not my hat. It belongs to Schmitty. Where we meant. like, he could have just been like, no, you got to return it back to Mr. Krabs. You know, like, yeah. he, he changed his mind last minute. But the biggest thing is like those indecisive moments for, for Mister Krabs and Squidward, basically, like screwed them over the entire episode.
1: Yeah, I got you. And the, the lesson I got kind of went really closely with yours. Mm-hmm. Um, is just like sometimes it's better to mind your own business. Um, uh, uh, and that's like a thing. solid one. Yeah, it's like Squidward, that whole thing. Like he got, it wasn't that you know he well. First of all, he should close his window, and the snowballs wouldn't have bothered him in the first place. I don't know why his window open was open, or why his window was open to begin with. <laughs> when it was snowing out yeah. but he then he decided to like involve himself in the snowball fight and he's like if he was just minding his own business he would have been able to enjoy that fire and that tea if he wanted
0: to and, and th- maybe he looked outside and just saw yeah. someone's brain fall out
1: exactly he didn't have to like go out there and make a big deal out of it right
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and then with the uh, second act Mr. Krabs could have minded his own business all along right instead of going through mm-hmm. someone else's trash I'm sure Mr. Krabs like We haven't gone to the episode yet, but it's later on this season. He has a lot of junk in his house. Maybe he should start doing a yard sale for himself, you know? Definitely. Or even, like, letting Spongebob have the hat, I think. You know, cut your losses. But he's too much of a gold chaser,
0: whatever that (laughs) may (laughs) be. Yeah, it was very light on lessons this episode, but I feel like I really like yours. Mind your business is a good one. Yeah, but they're fun episodes. Definitely these
1: are fun episodes. I really enjoyed, like, the snowball fight, you know, the whole... Fort Squidward is it all about impenetrable is really fun. and, and the, the
0: slow-mo, like, snowball like, impact. Yeah. Yeah, so. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you want to send us anything, of course, you can go to ismadeisapodcast.com or you can email us at ismadeisapodcast at gmail.com Follow us on all of our social media Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also to be sure to share with your friends and your enemies and other people who maybe should be minding their god... Goddamn- <laughs> business <laughs> so uh yeah comment on wherever you get your podcast so to finish our podcast this week we really just want to pay homage to smitty werben jaeger jensen
1: say that 10 times fast
0: <laughs> smitty Werbin Jaegerman jensen smitty werben jaeger jensen smitty Werbin jaeger jensen okay impressive <laughs> i did decent i think it, the hardest part is remembering the lot the order that the words yeah yeah definitely but I want to respect him. but we want to respect him by uh, repeating what Spongebob said he was number one